it's tangent time and let's get existential so hello it's been a little while i've been dealing with some interesting stuff going on in my life um by which i mean i've taken a leave of absence from work discussed the potential of going and getting admitted in the hospital dealing with an adjustment of my medication getting blood work done and just suffering from a crazy amount of lack of sleep and lack of eating. Yeah, it's been great. But that's not what I'm here to talk to you about today. No, no. Because I have this lovely revelation today of, um, you know, we're living through a pandemic right now. We've also lived through the first black president, if you were alive for that. Uh, which... Pretty sure most of you guys have been. <laughs> uh, we've lived through Donald Trump. Um, we've lived through a whole bunch of crises across the globe. So uh, we're going to be in the history books. This this whole last little while there. You think about it. However, however, to make y'all feel tiny and insignificant and little itty bitty, the history book will not care about what you yourself did on a daily basis. That's right. You know how in history books you read about the things that they made like during the war and stuff, like the bread and the pudding and the whatever and the, like, I don't know, the, the ration cooking stuff that they did. Um, well, you know, our pandemic cooking is going to consist of whipped coffee and bread. That's probably going to be the two main things that get mentioned in the history books. And that it was a time for people to pick up like a billion new hobbies, thus driving up the price of hobby stuff like paint. Um, you know, that fun. And, you know, it's just weird to think about um, when you have no impact on the social structure of pretty much anything that you're just going to be forgotten. If you don't have any descendants of your own, um, you're just gonna kind of be forgotten when you and the people who know you die. So, why even bother? Like, fun little whatever today. Fun little existential whatever here. Um, yeah, you know, like, a couple of generations after you die, uh, you just won't exist. You'll cease to be. And no one's gonna care. Because do you think we know people that were just random Joes who just did their daily stuff from, like, 70, 80 years ago? No? 90? 100? No? Like, no? <sighs> we don't. And is that gonna, you know, does, like, that's, that's the, that's the existential today. That's the existential. So we're living through this thing. That's going to be in the history books because, you know, the Black Plague was in the history books and this is a plague, so it's going to be in history books. But no one's going to care about that TikTok you posted. Nobody's going to care about that Instagram story you posted. Nobody's going to care about that picture that you took and posted on your Facebook where, like, seven people interacted. No one's going to care when you're dead and all the people you know are dead. No one's going to look back at that and be like, oh, I'm going to do a research project on this random person who no one's ever heard of, because that's not what people do. So, uh, yeah, that's my existential thing for today. 
which kind of sucks. <sighs> because when you're trying to find reasons to kick around and, you know, all that, and then you just remember that none of this shit really does actually matter, that doesn't help much. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I've done nothing significant in my life. I doubt I ever will be of any significance in my life. Um, I don't ever think I'm probably going to be someone who can go and reproduce. Um, to have a bloodline to carry on my legacy. Because, first of all, I've got no legacy to carry on. Um, second of all, like, you have to... Typically, trying to do that alone isn't very easy. So it'd be nice to have someone to do that with. Uh, it's not impossible these days, but, you know, pfft, that ain't gonna happen for me, so. <laughs> yeah. And then I got into the conversation with my one group chat last night about relationships and stuff and how, like, you know, I know relationships are work. I'm, like, I know better than lots of people that, like, a marriage isn't just fun and games and dumb little romance and cheesy things, but I want that stuff, too. Like... I want those dumb little cheesy things. One of my one of my friends in the chat said, um, you know, then you don't have to worry about someone interrupting your plans and stuff like that. And I'm like, I want someone to interrupt my plans because I wanna I wanna have someone who interrupts my plans so that way I can make plans with them. Um, you know. I want the dumb little, you know, cuddles and I want them to come to me when they have problems and I want to like be that person for them. And, you know, I, I just I wanna I just want those dumb little couple photos and stuff like that. And I know that that's not what a relationship is. I know that relationships are work. I know that relationships aren't really that romantic in the big picture. They can be. You can have spatters of romance in there, but a real relationship isn't just romance. Like, it isn't just, like, going and taking dumb little couple photos. It isn't just, like, you know hand-holding and patting on the back and stuff like that. Like, there's there's work to be involved. Because, as I've said many times, and will say many times, it's your life, their life, and then the life you two build together. It's, they're different things. And they can all coexist. You just gotta balance things well. And that's, like, I just, ugh. I know it's not romantic. I'm not trying to be romantic, because that's not realistic. All that fun stuff is cute, and it would be fun, and I do want that too, but realistically, I know that that's not what a relationship is, and I know that you get comfortable with those people, and then that little fun honeymoon phase kind of ends, and that's where things tend to go south, but you can also choose to continue working at things when that point happens. So, you know, I just want that, and it doesn't ever seem like it's going to happen, and that's sometimes okay i can sometimes be okay with that but one of the worst things that people say when i talk to them about having been single my whole life and not seeing a relationship in the cards for me they're like oh well i know this person who's been single or who is single and they're this age or i have a relative who's this age and they're still single and and i mean maybe they're single by choice but i don't want to be forever like, my mom told me that she met my dad when they were in their, like, late 30s, I believe. Um, so, you know, she met him pretty late in, in her life. Like, my, my stepmom met my dad pretty late in her life. But I don't want to wait that long to start a family or to have a family. Like, she came into four kids. She didn't have to do that part. Which, I'm sure she probably would have liked to have a kid of her own. But, like, when you come into four kids 
two or three of whom are going to just be in puberty or just in puberty. Like that's a, that's a lot. You don't want to throw a tiny baby in the mix. So I don't blame her there. Um, but like, I don't like, there's a biological factor to consider too. And I know you can have kids other ways as well, but like, I don't want to be 60 when my child moves out. Maybe, maybe 60 when my kid moves out. I don't, I don't want to be like late sixties and finally getting my life with that person started again. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having kids. And I'm not saying I'm even going to have kids. I'm just saying like, if that were a thing I wanted to do, like, I just, it's, it's stuff. It's, it's stupid. Like I've tried meeting people. I've tried like every means of meeting people. I've tried the online dating thing. I've, gone out to things like speed dating events and yeah those were back in college but like you know and and I've gone to you know bars and stuff and don't meeting people at bars is stupid I I know but like I've also met some people not at bars and I've asked for people's numbers and you know I've tried to put myself out there and none of that has ever worked so I don't know what else I'm supposed to do people always give you all advice like advice from all over the spectrum because i've literally heard it all it's if you wait then the right person will come along if you stop looking the right person will come along if you go out and meet people the right you'll meet the right person um if you put yourself out there then you're going to meet the right person just try online dating just try going to church just try going to clubs get hobbies i've done all of that and None of that has worked. I haven't got a church, to be fair. I'm not a religious person, though, and I don't really care to meet someone who's religious. They can be religious if that's what happens, but I'm not going to go there to look for a relationship. Um, Like, if it's something I just find out along the way, then that's fine. I'll respect whatever religion they have as long as they respect that I don't have one. So, you know, but... Like, I don't know what else to do. I've tried having people I know help me get set up with someone. And that didn't work, clearly. Y'all have heard that story a couple of times, because it's happened a couple of times. So, like, I don't know what the fuck else I'm supposed to do. Because, like, I'm not... I, I, I swear I don't have standards that are too high, that they're unattainable, because all I want is someone whose morals sort of match my own, or at least are on the same playing field. Yes, I have a type, but that's not the only thing I look for. In fact, as long as your morals are pretty close to mine, and I have some sort of attracted to you, like some sort of level of attraction to you, then yeah, I don't care about the outside plumbing. I don't care about the outside package, not nearly as much as what actually, like what you're actually like as a person. That's the part that matters the most to me. And I know that that's cheesy and most people don't believe that crap. Of course, I still have a type. I'm not denying that I have a type. I'm not denying that I do find certain people more attractive, but I don't limit myself to just what someone looks like to find that attractive. Like, it's human nature. It's all part of whatever biological nonsense that goes on in our brains that says, oh, that person's attractive. Like, I can't control that. Sorry. Not going to deny that either. But I'm not going to say that that's the primary thing I look for. Like, it's not. Never has been. Hasn't been for like a billion friggin' years. Because I prefer to accept people as people. You know? You know? It's just simple whatever there. But how is it 
that someone who barely goes outside, barely talks to people, does basically the bare minimum to just do anything to survive, as far as I was aware, how's it they meet someone? And by this, I'm talking about my brother, because um, he's a very antisocial person who very little of the time does stuff. And he's met someone. It's a serious enough relationship that he's actually flown to their province to meet them. And he doesn't like coming even to London for family Christmases. He doesn't like getting out of his comfort zone. And I don't blame him. But like, how is it he can meet someone and I still can't? I know that there's personality stuff to probably factor in there too, but like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And all it does to me is further emphasize that maybe I'm not meant to end up with someone. I don't want to accept that because I don't want to be on my own forever. Like, ugh. The problem I have though is literally anytime I meet someone that I've talked to on dating apps, Anytime I'm talking to someone, and I think I've mentioned this before, but anytime I talk to someone, if I mention it to anybody, to like my sister, my friends, if I'm ever like, oh, hey, I'm talking to someone, I've met someone that I've talked to, they stop within a day. They either stop that day or the next day. And it's funny because I've tested this out with different time frames. I started off paying attention, noticing that pattern. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I was like, I'm talking to someone. We kind of click a bit. Tell my sister, yep, the next day he stops talking to me. So I, you know, match with someone else in a couple of days and we start talking. I waited for about a month and a half to tell my sister. Tell my sister the next day, stop talking to me. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is the real test here. Give it two weeks with this other person that we were clicking and getting along with. I tell my sister, he stops talking to me a week later after I've told my sister that day, he stopped talking the next day, literally every single time. And I get that that's dodging a bullet in a sense, but it's a weird coincidence that every time I tell somebody, hey, I'm talking to a person, no matter who it is I tell, that that person stops talking to me. I don't tell that person I've told my sister, I've told my friends. I'm, I'm not like, hey, by the way, I've told people that I'm talking to you and they stop talking to me. We would have had conversations up until the point in which I tell somebody. And then the universe is just like, okay, no, nope, you're done. You, you've cut off now. Like, it just is so fucking frustrating. And, like, I'm obviously not gonna just never tell somebody because like you know i'd be dating this person get married to this person then be like oh by the way here's my person here's my significant other we're married next thing you know they're gonna up and run away like they'll just i'll wake up in the morning and they'll be gone they'll have taken off across the country that would be the luck that i have if this keeps going the way that it's going Like, I don't tell anybody about the wedding. I don't tell anybody. And then, like, I get married. The next day, I tell my parents, for example, by the way, I got married. And then he he or she or they would just get on the plane and go on the honeymoon without me. That's how it would be. I'd wake up and they'd be gone. You know? And then I'd never hear from them again. Of course, then they would send me divorce papers and I'd have to hear about them, like, hear from them then. But that's how it would go. That's the luck that I would have. Like, I can't ever tell anybody when I'm talking to someone because they never talk to me again and call it dodging a bullet call it red flags but like I I don't know how to stop that we would have gotten along like the person I talked to for a month and a half we got along really well we had good conversations everything indicated that there was interest in stuff and then I have to you know and I tell my sister and I tell my friend at the time 
by the way, I'm talking to a person. We've been talking for about a month and a half. The next day they stopped talking to me. We had literally talked in that morning. It was like, oh, so, you know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong anymore. Like, I don't know. It's never going to happen because every time I try, the universe shuts it down. I got somebody's number because I thought, oh, they're cute. We bonded over the fact that we both have the same cell phone provider and it's horrible. And then, you know, I mean, you go based on what little tiny interactions you have and you think, okay, there's enough to sort of be interested in this person. Then you find out that's wrong anyway and that, you you know, but I tried. I put myself out there. And then look at that. I, she stopped talking to me the next day. Literally, like, later that night, he stopped talking to me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, I just don't get it. I don't care that with that particular person. I'm just using that as an example, though, because, yeah, it's another thing that happened. So, like, what am I doing wrong now? I don't fucking know. Like, Mm. It's just it's just frustrating because like I said, I've heard all the advice. None of it helps. None of it feels good to hear. Because whenever people say, oh, the right person will come along when you least expect it, um, I've been hearing that since I was a kid, since I was a teenager. No, thank you. Please stop telling me this because it's bullshit. Um, putting yourself out there bullshit (sighs) like none of this shit has worked tiktok has been pandering to me with those tarot cards since august of last year which is bullshit i don't believe that crap i mean i i have tarot cards i just don't believe that tiktok crap because the tiktok algorithm is a tiktok algorithm no hashtags no whatever but it still bases on what kind of videos you watch for the full video so you know it's still bullshit TikTok algorithm is bullshit. Um, But, you know, like, all these little stupid things that you would think are signs from the universe turn out to be wrong and that you're just, you know, misinterpreting things because you're stupid. And, like, you start seeing, again, it comes to the point where you start seeing things that you don't believe but also want to believe, but, like, there's no way it's true. So then you're just like, okay, well, yeah, no. And then, you know, you find out that you're probably just crazy anyway. You already know all this crap going into thinking these things. And you know, it's bonkers to think these things in the first place, but weird coincidences have lined up, but it also makes no fucking sense as to why they would. Like it just, I just like the problem also is that like, if someone actually ever did like me, they could hit me with a bus that says, Hey, I like you. They could put it in skywriting. Hey, Sam, I like you. And I would think, oh, that person's lucky because I wouldn't think it's me. That person could stand right in fucking front of me, tell me they like me. And I probably still wouldn't believe them. I'd look around and look for the hidden cameras and then laugh. And then, you know, because it just wouldn't be possible to me. All that seems so fucking unlikely because it's never actually happened. And why would it? Like, <laughs> and. It's funny because one of the conversations that my therapist and I have is that, like, she thinks I'm more ready to date than I probably am. But the problem is, is I still push people away, too. Like, if they try to get close to me and I'm not ready, I'll push away. But the problem is, no one's ever tried to fight back. 
No one's ever tried to stick a ram past that pushing away thing. And that's frustrating too. Because I don't mean to push them away, but I still do it. So, you know, try not to do that. Like I said, I put myself out there. That still doesn't fucking work. Like I said, though, like someone could just, like, throw a pillow at my face that says, hey, I like you. And I'd be like, oh, did you mean the nobody that's behind me? Did you did you mean to throw that? Like, do, do you want that pillow back? Like, I wouldn't believe them. Even if they beat me over the head with a hammer, I still wouldn't believe them. Which is not good ways to show them. Like, but show affection. But, like, you know what I mean? They could make it as obvious as hitting me with a train and I still wouldn't believe it. You know? That's the thing. Because, like, why would I believe it? Because it has never happened. Ugh! And I don't do well with beating around the bush, either. Like... I think I had had someone who tried to beat around the bush once before, but because I don't ever think that it's ever possible, um, they mistake that as disinterest. And, uh, you know, that's kind of my own fault because I don't pick up on hints, but also, like, be direct with me because I don't pick up hints. <laughs> I'm dumb. You gotta tell me straight out. And even then, I'll still question your sanity. <laughs> because that's what I do. And that is what I do well. I question sanity. My own, usually. Because it's hella more fun to question my own sanity. Um, but yeah, but yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing. Fixing gel pens because they got out of color order and it's driving me nuts. I mean, they fell a little while back. I have this thing of like 100 gel pens and they fell a while back and colors got all messed up. And I'm fixing them now. Which... Is a good distraction. <laughs> I also have them line up like a specific way, and then somehow they're not like that the next time I look here, and I like never touch them. So <gasps> spooky. Actually, it was funny. I had a dream last night where I was playing Phasmophobia with my family in VR, and um, it was uh, very interesting, terrifyingly realistic, and absolutely fucking hilarious because. Um, for anybody who doesn't know phasmophobia, you're like ghost hunting in houses. Um, and uh, yeah, some of those things can be pretty terrifying. And when you're playing in VR, which I have never done in real life, but that's what we were doing in the dream. Um, all the noises and all the stuff, it just looks and feels very real. And uh, that was pretty cool. But also, you know, terrifyingly realistic in the in the dream. It was dream realistic because like... You know, I knew it was a dream, but it was dream realistic. So it was great. One of the things involved running around in a cornfield or running around through a cornfield, like to the back of a cornfield where this abandoned building was. And then um, that building was where we were going hunting originally, but like it was also part of the field as well. So um, I got stuck behind because something got fucky with my VR headset. So like I had to fix that. Um, but they all went on without me. And I was like, guys, if it's this, it's going to come at me. It's going to come at me if we're by ourselves. Please don't leave. So I like booked it through. I saw the damn thing and I started growling at it and barking at it like a dog. And that apparently scared it away. Um, so I run to the door and I meet my family there. And one of my other friends is there as well, um, Heather. And we're about to go into this building. And 
Um, we do, but then everyone just kind of branches off. And I'm like, guys, this thing comes after you when you're alone. So we kind of like half regroup and we're looking for like hints. And one of the hints we were looking for was like fingerprints um, and something with a different kind of colored light. Uh, and then if they can move things, if things got like knocked over or something. So, um, my dad shines a light in one of the doors of the room and I see some like slight glow. So like I get closer and I see fingerprints and I back the fuck out of the room. I'm like, fingerprints, 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 like freaking out. Cause we got fingerprints is one of the hints. And then, um, I go, we go into one of the other rooms and part of the ceiling glows. There was a different color of, of ceiling. So I had said like that thing that changes color. There was a specific word we used in the dream, but I can't remember what it is now. So I like scream that and like they write that in the book. And then um, the nightstand falls over. Um, So we're like, oh shit, they moved a thing. They moved a thing. So we're like grouping together so we know it won't come after us. But um, it took a little while though, because I was like, okay, well you have to turn off lights and you know, you got to do this and the next thing. So as that's all going on and stuff, we're finding these hints. So we're like freaking out, but like everybody else leaves and the thing attacks me. And in that game, when you get attacked by the ghost, you die and you can still see what's going on, but you can't communicate with the people. So I'm trying to get them to go back because they've never played it before. So I'm trying to get them to like go back to the truck and report the hints and make a guess before they just quit. And like, I'm trying to convince them so hard to do this, but they can't obviously hear me because I'm in the game dead. So like, it's just, fucking frustrating because they don't know what to do anymore <laughs> so i'm trying to convince them get to the truck get to the truck in hopes that they hear me of some sort and so like um they just log out and we failed and i was so mad <laughs> because we had it we had it we had it we had it and then they just quit i was so frustrated <laughs> So we were all sitting in the kitchen, in my old kitchen on the on the one side of our house, the brown side we call it. We had a brown and gray side of my house growing up. So we take off the headsets and we're sitting on the brown side of the kitchen, um, or the brown side of the house in the kitchen in our fireplace area. And I'm trying to tell them, like, guys, you just this was what you were supposed to do, and this is what you guys did. And I'm like, that's not how you do it. You have to go back to the truck and you have to make a guess and you have to report things. And then they're like, oh, I guess that makes sense. And I was like sitting there trying not to be frustrated at them because, like, I died, but we had had all the hints and everything. It was just so sad. It was so sad. So sad. But I don't think we played that game anymore because I woke up. So, sadly, I woke up. But that was definitely an interesting thing. So, (laughs) I feel like Phasmophobia would be slightly terrifying, but so exciting to play in a VR headset. Um, I just suck at the game. I think, though, also... Um, my monitor was too dark when I was playing it, um, but also I had no money in the game, so I couldn't buy anything like a flashlight, um, or any of the gear that we needed. Um, so that made for an interesting round. I don't know how you're supposed to get money in there if you can't use the stuff. I don't know how that's supposed to work. I don't know how you're supposed to get money, um, in this game, because... If you can't do the tasks without purchasing the stuff, but you can't purchase the stuff without money, I'm wondering if you have to do the tutorial. I'm wondering if you get money during the tutorial. I don't know. I didn't play the tutorial. I just tried to jump right in and couldn't see shit. 
So I think if I'm going to try it again next time, I have to turn my brightness up a bit more. Um, because I legit couldn't even see anything in my game when I was playing with Anne. I was just, that was so bad. That was just so bad. I couldn't see anything. It was awful. But that would definitely be a fun game to play in VR. Like, that would be terrifyingly awesome. So terrifyingly awesome. Has someone, is that a thing? Can you play Phasmophobia in a virtual reality headset? Somebody tell me, because I need to know. Anyways, I'm gonna call it a night. Because it's almost been half an hour, and I mean, this was supposed to be an existential rambling, and it just kind of turned into what it turned into. So, thanks for tuning in. Um, I think starting next tangent, I'm going to just start putting one song at the end of the tangent, just because I don't think I'm going to have any tag uh, tag team anytime soon. Um, And those were the ones that I would have done music with normally. So I think I might just start putting them at the end of these tangents, depending on the kind of tangent it is. Like, if it's more upbeat, sort of like this one, I think I'll do it. Um, If it's more serious, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll gauge it on my mood. Anyways, good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Have a fantastic day. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye!